You're listening to the One Fem Podcast. In today's episode, I discuss early childhood relationships, middle school relationships, trauma again, and how bullying affected my identity. And also, what my identity now is versus what it was and how it shift. If that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. Enjoy! Happy Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies slash they thems, and to my whole LGBTQIA plus community, I see you, I hear you, I acknowledge you, and I stand with you in your identity and everything that you are. You are powerful, you are amazing. And know that you are loved. So yeah, guys, welcome back to the One Film Podcast. I'm your host, DeAndrick. And today I want to let you guys know about my coming out story. So as you guys know, on this pod, I'm always talking about my adverse experiences and, uh, you know, my struggles with coming to terms with my identity and, you know, expressing myself and love, you know, and connecting, relationship, etc., etc. So, early memories I have is, you know, I was, I was always dressing up as a younger kid. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I was just being dressed up. Like my cousin, we would always like play dress up, and you know, I was the model. You know, like it was giving. You know, I was a lab. And, you know, they were my team, my stylist with the hair, makeup, and the fits. So, yeah, that was fun. And that was something that I used to do as a child and, you know, get all dialed up by cousins, etc., etc. So, I think that was the spark of, you know, something more. And so, then, fast forward, I remember my, I think, um, in second second grade there was one boy that like we chatted a lot we chatted and i seen him like a few years because during second i switched schools a lot so during second grade like during the early childhood stages there was this guy i don't even remember his name now but him and we were like really cool and i seen him at my grandma's like i think when i was maybe in like sixth fifth grade and so it was nice and he still remember my name but i didn't remember his name and then um i know there was a boy named aaron he was <gasps> i think i might know who that is if his name is aaron but it was a um boy named aaron in second grade as well and he was cute and then Flash forward to third grade. Oh, I also, in second, first grade, I had a best friend, boy best friend. His name was Jeremiah. And that's the only, I remember his name because he was really cool. He had an afro. And we were, like, best school best friends. And, yeah, that was really cool that, you know, we had our best friendships. So then flash forward to third grade. Oh, my God, I know. So during third grade, I was a new kid. It was a new school. And the first boy I had a crush on, his name was 
Riley, and he was so cute. He gave me a high five in the third grade. He helped me draw like the mitten because he helped me with my school project because I was a new kid. And that was really cool to him, but I think he, I don't know what he looked like now, but I knew him for like third grade to seventh grade, and I switched schools again. But in third grade, I really had a crush on a boy named Ethan. He had blonde hair, and he was in the classroom across the street from me. So yeah, he was really, really cute. And the story that I remember about Ethan is that we were outside in recess, and I was going back in to use the bathroom. And I guess we, I was um, at the door, like there's two doors, and I was at the second door, and he was in the hallway. And we locked eyes, and we waved at each other. And I think that was a really cute moment. And all my crushes are really from like the, really the most simplest things because I feel like I was actually like as lacking a little bit of the love that I that I wanted and needed to nurture me into just some just some love, you know. I'm I don't I think I was really missing that during my early childhood stages. I really never felt love or like knew what it was and so basically yeah so i think that was just dealing with attachment and you know along with being young and not even knowing so yeah that was cute so then fourth grade um fourth grade fifth grade um i actually hate this guy now but i don't hate him i don't hate him but he makes me I'm sick to my stomach because I think this is where my anxiety really stemmed from um that relationship or maybe you know I don't know it just it's really really triggering me and I think I still haven't healed from that best friendship I had a best friend in like fourth and fifth grade and it was just like a weird situation going on so you know I'm always like a high, I think I was just very hyper, very full of energy, very young kid, and I guess, um, so, I think I bumped into my best friend, and uh, their iPad, their iPod broke, and so, I guess upon their iPod broke, they want to get it fixed, and for like the whole school year, they were just pressing me about money to get their iPod fixed, and it was just so sick, and like, back up it's an ipod i had no idea it was just so sick the way that they were trying to press me for money at that time it was a young kid like girl it was so sick i'm like sick to my stomach thinking about it like ugh like i'm so angry at that situation but so yeah that was just a whole mess and then i had a crush on another boy his name was Chris. He was really, really cute. He was like two grades above me. And so that was in fifth and sixth grade. But also, Chris had a cousin named Ray, who was really, really hot. And I had computer classes with him. And his eyes were just so blue and so, so dreamy. And then I had a crush on this boy named Robert in that same computer class. He let me actually put my fingers through his hair. So that was actually kind of nice and but that was also that was also a situation because girl was like giving too much so yeah so where my thing is who we heard that was cute and then 
I had my first like boyfriend. It was like on Xbox type situation. His name was Dalton. He was two years older from me. I was eleven. He was thirteen, and uh, yeah. So that was like an off and on relationship for about three two years. And I remembered his number was like ingrained in my memory cell, and I still actually kind of remember it a little, but. Yeah, that relationship fizzed out. Girl, he was a little bit crazy, toxic, and it was just too much going on. So that was that was like a kid kid relationship. But and then, you know, throughout that time, up until like eighth grade, I was just it was just so many questions that and the only time I didn't get questioned about my sexuality was eighth grade. So eighth grade I had another crush. Ooh, I had a few crushes in eighth grade because I was a new kid, and I was really just soaking up all of the men and all the boys I was around. And you know, it was like eighth grade. Eighth grade, you know, the boys were turning into men. I was, you know, they weren't men, men, but you know, we're growing, and uh, you know, the testosterone is increasing in men, and so that was a really, really hot situation. And I had a crush on a boy named Johnny Test. That was my real, real crush. I loved him, and I will always love him. Like, um, unfortunately, Johnny is, he, um, I mean, I'm getting a little bit emotional. He, unfortunately, passed away tragically. And so, he was like my middle school crush. He was nice to me, but he had a little bit of problems going on in 8th grade. But I really looked past those problems, and I really loved him for him, you know. And then there was a boy named Chris. And so I actually had a note where I was like, I had a crush on them. And I went to the bathroom, and I guess some other boys just saw the note, and they just... They were just so nosy in eighth grade, like, girl. And so Johnny and Chris found out that I liked them. But I was like, um, blinks, 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 what's going on? And then this ugly girl tried me. Like, girl, baby, you built like a fridge. Don't, she She should never try me, because I should. I would get in here and read her boots, but I'm going to keep it cute. But, yeah. And... So I had a crush on him, but after Chris found out, boy, he was still asking me for pencils all eighth grade. Like, blinks? Anyways. And so, moving on to ninth grade. During my high school years, um, girl, I'm over high school. I'm like, I'm really over it all, but I think I really came to terms with, you know, with my identity actually i'd probably say at the you know after 18 at like the end ages of 18 and i'm probably like probably 18 19 like that's when i came to terms that i feel like i want to say androgynous but also like very fluid but very like high, high fem, high fem, medium mass. Cause I do. I'm not 
because I do love like mask, a mask dressing or like typical men clothing. Like I, I'm like I don't experience any gender dys dysphoric, gender dysphoria. I don't experience that. You know, I love being a male. I enjoy, and I'm okay with the body that I'm born in. Mostly because you know I put. Although I ain't getting any work done, I put a lot of work into my body, you know. I've been, I had shrieks of eating healthy, you know. I enjoy eating healthy, I enjoy drinking water, I enjoy walking, I enjoy, you know, being in nature. And I enjoy having, like, a nice body. I think my body is nice. I know my body is nice. It's snatched, you know. Everything is there. But, you know, expressively, women's clothes are, I do like dressing up. Like, it's a cute mom. And, you know, I really get to express the real femininity of it all. And people like to say, I don't, I'm not gay. So that's what the first thing we're going to get. I am not gay at all, you know. Um, I really hate that word. I hate labeling sexuality. It's making me sick to my stomach. Do I experience attraction to men? Yes. Do I experience attraction to women? Yes, so I may be more of a fluid, I want to actually say maybe kind of a fluid pan, but, you know, I'm open, and you know, I'm still young, I'm still figuring out, so I'd probably say I'm probably a fluid pan, ooh, if there's a word for like androgynous high femme, or like a non-binary film I, I did think I was I did you know be a part of the non-binary community and I'm still repping it I'm still I'm not always gonna rep it but um I think the labels I'm really I'm see I was just thinking about this the other day think about it today so I was washing some dishes and you know I was thinking of you know, because I was washing some glass dishes and I was stacking them on top of each other. And when you stack glass on top of each other, it makes a noise. And I accidentally broke a glass. And, you know, actually breaking glass for me is therapeutic, you know. Almost like, you know, how Rage Room have them. So I was thinking of that. And I was also thinking of um, simultaneously trauma. And I was, and I, and I wonder, in an alternate universe, or maybe in this universe, someone has experienced trauma with glass. You know, like they're traumatized by the sound of glass. Like something may have happened. Like you know, their partner could have been yelling at them and just threw a glass, and it barely missed them. And I was thinking of labels are like traumatic for me because so much bullying. And it's hard to, like, really, really shake. It's really, really hard to shake, you know. You try not to let words hit, get you. But it, but years of being ridiculed about my sexuality and my identity, it's kind of hard to shake, you know, the things people say about you. And, you know, the things that, you know, that come with being a part of a marginalized community. And on top of the other adversaries I face, so it's like, ugh, you know, 
you know, oh, here's another one, you know, type gig. So, that's when I, that's why I don't really want to label my, like, identity. And I'm still coming to terms with it because it's like, growl. But I, I have been, I just, I don't want to, I feel, because here's the thing. I, I also, because being, I like evolving. RuPaul says, my idol says, you always just have to evolve and constantly evolve and find the highest version of yourself. And I don't think the highest version of myself is set in just one gender. I think the highest version of myself is set in a spectrum of both genders express you know during express during different times so that's why i consider myself to be genderqueer slash fluid slash non-binary and yeah so that's all i gotta say happy pride to you guys and yeah hope you guys enjoyed and let's hope that this pride is good it's fun and I might, I might want to go celebrate a pride this year. I haven't been able to celebrate a pride. But as I've come older, I've really come to terms with like, okay, this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. I'm going to let the light shine on me. Now I found who I am. There's no way I'm holding it in. Now I'm not who I wanna be. This is me. Very, this is me from Camp Rock. Like, you know, I am Deandric. I'm a fluid, androgynous, high femme, you know, fashion icon. That is who I am. And. Uh, you know, if the vibe is right and we vibe and we're experiencing attraction to each other and, uh, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, you guys, I hope you enjoyed and yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and we out.